Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot US. We are supported financially by HaribouBooks.com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there, donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Express Church Experience. I'm just so glad that you've spent a little time with us coming together. Let us praise Lord. Let us lift each other up in prayer. We just ask that you pray for the Express Church Experience. Pray for anybody who's listening to this today. Let's just lift them up in prayer and lift them up in encouragement. Nobody knows who, what somebody else might be going through that's listening to this. But whatever you're going through, we're just lifting it up with you. We're coming together in unison. Uh, lifting up our praise and our prayers to God, knowing that he will deliver. If you like this message, each time I just try to tell you to to share it with someone else, make sure that uh, people that you know get word of encouragement, uh, invite them to uh, subscribe to this YouTube uh, station and or to the Apple podcast or Podbeam so that we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Keep Jeff and his family. Jeff opens Blue Exit Audio on Sundays so that we can come in and get this message and come together. And so we just ask that you will uh, continue to hold Jeff and his family up in your prayers. I started a message last week talking about what you crave. And it was while I was reading Psalm 78, 29, which says they ate till they had more than enough for God had given them what they craved. And when I started looking at it, it was so, it just challenged me so much because you wake up in the morning and you're like, I crave this for breakfast. And you're going through life and how cravings dictate your life. And so because it was so important, I wanted to go into and stay into that and let us all reflect and meditate a little bit more. It had to, uh, I wanted to continue to challenge myself on the statement of what you crave. And as I was going through it and evaluating and meditating on it and reading God's word about it, the conclusion to me for this week says, I am says it all. I am says it all. And when you're talking about cravings, what do you crave? I am says it all. And if anybody ask you what you crave, it might get, what do you want, what, what do you crave? It gives you an opportunity to open the door, open the door to a conversation. What do you crave? I am says it all. And it comes from it, the, the I am statement that I'm focusing in on first comes from John 6.35. John 6.35 are words that Jesus spoke and words that should remind you and me on what you uh, crave and what you should want to crave. And John three, John six thirty five says, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. I am the bread of life. As I said, I am says it all the bread of life. This is, and this is what in what, 
in the Gospel of John, which they some people call the I am uh, gospel. Some people say it is the description of the great I am who is our heavenly father, our Lord and our blessed savior. The I am verse to give us a definition and understanding of who Jesus is. And I think that we should you should really take time to just go through the gospel of John and jot down the I am verses and, and just understand who God is from the gospel of John. And when you do that, it should give you uh, more. Uh, it should give you an understanding of why you should put your trust in Jesus and why you should put your hope in the name of the Lord and why you should dedicate your life to following Jesus and your future in the name of the Lord and your salvation in the blood and the resurrection of Jesus. Why? Because I am says it all. I am says why it is that you should crave the bread of life and re re reflecting on that. And then once you go through the I am verses and once you reflect on Jesus being the bread of life, it should give you hope. It should transform you and, and, and change your life and get you on a path of great encouragement and hope and trust in the one that many people call the great I am. And this is who the great I am is to me. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And bread is, I, I was going through that. Bread is a basic food, but it, it is a requirement of blending many other ingredients. It is the blending of many other ingredients and it's in a complex blend. If you don't put the right amount into the bread, it does not, the ingredients, it does not come out right. It does not even come out as bread. And again, no component by itself, the oil or the yeast or the flour or barley or any of those things by themselves function, but it went brought all together at simple items is turned into a complex bread, which is used for great nourishment. Bread means uh, looking at bread. Bread is used mo most often in, that I know about in a sandwich. And I was thinking about bread being a sandwich. It is the outside and everything is covered by it. It is the the first and the last part of a, a collection of food that you're going to eat. It's the in, in some, some it could be considered also called the Alpha and the Omega, the bread of life. Paul described it, the great I am this way, the bread of life this way. He was before all things and in all things hold together. And he is the head of the body and the head of the family and the head of the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that everything he might have the supremacy. The bread of life is it was the first so that we all may be part of him. He's the head so we all can have our get our wisdom and our direction from him. He is the one that's the bread of life, the sandwich that holds all things together. And what do you crave? I crave the the I am says it all. I want to have the one who has supremacy over all to have in his hands the bread of life to be. I want to be sandwiched 
my health in between that. I want Jesus to hold together my marriage so that my marriage is protected and, and my marriage falls under and in the hands of the supremacy of God. I want to pray the same for my children's marriage. I want to pray the same for the health of my family and the health of my friends and the health of my nation. I want to pray that the great I am, the bread of life, the one who holds all things together, holds the, the nation together, is one nation under God, under the supremacy of the most high God. What do I crave? I crave the bread of life, the true bread of life. Oh, as we get into this, to the importance of bread and, and how it breaks down, it brought me to Matthew chapter four, Matthew chapter four. And this is Jesus and Jesus fasted for 40 days and he fasted for 40 nights. And at that point he was hungry. And as he was hungry, he was in the desert. I don't know if anybody has been hungry and has had cravings. And so as he was having, as he was hungry, they, the word of God says the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Oh, he wanted the stones to be, the tempter wanted the stones to be the bread. Jesus knows who the real bread is, who is the bread of life. Jesus had to quote the book of Deuteronomy to him. And Jesus said, if it is written, Man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's what gives us nourishment. Jesus was the word that became flesh and dwelled among us. That's why Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And anybody who has that, anybody who comes uh, and understands the words that come from the mouth of God, any words that come from the word that became flesh, that being Jesus Christ, who holds everything together in supremacy. When we have that, that type of feeling and we have that type of situation, then we understand what it is when Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the word of God. I am the he who has supremacy over all. And Jesus remind us of the importance of spiritual nourishment. Too often we get we start craving physical nourishment, just like Jesus. When when he was in the desert, he was he had physical hunger. He was craving food and a tempter tried to get him to turn his uh, attention away from spiritual nourishment. And the tempter wanted him to crave other things. The same thing is happening to us today. I'm hoping you just take a step back. If you might, if you want to, you might want to put this on pause just for a second so you can reflect on those. Cause I, I'm, we only have 30 minutes, but in that 30 minutes, there's time for you. If you're in your house to just pause it for a minute or maybe go listen to it one time and listen to it again. Cause I had to reflect on that, how Jesus, when he was in the desert and the tempter tried to do to Jesus, what he tries to do to us every day to get us to crave other things than spiritual nourishment, crave other things other than the bread of life, crave other things other than having Jesus be in supremacy in the head of everything we do 
and everybody who we associate with and get us and the tempter wants to get us focused in on the stones, focus in on uh, other things, money, focus in on fame, focus in on self, want us to crave our own way and our own path to be our own God. And Jesus responded, explaining to the tempter and, and educating and encouraging us today when he quoted Deuteronomy 8, 20, Deuteronomy 8, verses two and four, Deuteronomy eight, verses two and four. And it goes back to the, the story that we talked about last week and they ate, they ate till they had more than enough for he, God had given them what they craved. So then in Deuteronomy, uh, Moses is reminding the people and he says, remember how, the, how God led you into the desert for 40 years to humble you. See, I want to make sure that you understand that sometimes when you're going through things in life, you're going through it to have a opportunity to be humbled. You're going through it as a time to have your uh, faith tested in order that God will know your heart. I'm hoping that you reflect on Deuteronomy 8 verses 2 and 4 while you're thinking about whether or not what you crave and thinking about whether the great I am is all that has to be said about cravings. I'm hoping that when you're thinking about is your life, are you being tested? Are you being challenged? God is always looking to see what's in your heart. God is always looking to see whether you continue to follow his command. That's why Jesus was in the desert to remind us that when we, when the world starts to come on us and the cravings of the world start to come on us that we should never lose our focus or we should never get disheartened because we should stay focused on the bread of life, the great I am. Moses goes on to tell the people, he humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you or your fathers had known. He fed them with manna. Jesus is the manna from heaven, the bread of life that came down so that those so that those who did not know him can know him now. I'm hoping that we understand and, and get focused in on this because it's really important. There's many people who don't know the manna that came down from heaven, who that don't know the bread of life, who don't know that if you believe in Jesus, we will never uh, go hungry and you will never thirst. You will never thirst for your soul or your spirit to be encouraged or uplifted because the word of God is going to be inside of you. And the word of God is going to give you that nourishment. And the word of God is what's going to allow you to continue on in your journey, even if it is a 40 year humbling journey. He said that. God had him in the desert to let him know, even though the manna was falling from heaven. He Moses said he did that to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And then he reminded the people, and this is Jesus talking again. Uh, no one will go hungry. No one will thirst if you believe in the word of God. 
Moses telling the people in Deuteronomy 8, your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not uh, swell in those 40 years. What, what Deuteronomy 8, 2 and 4 is supporting what Jesus said in Matthew 4, supporting what Jesus said in John 6, 35. Again, as I like to do for myself when I get, I want to get that firm foundation of the word of God. I want to have uh, John weave together with Matthew, weave together with Deuteronomy and, and all in all to give us a firm foundation to sit, to stand on, to add to it and give us a song that he, they ate till they had more than enough or God gave them what they craved. When we crave what God has, what God wants to give us, we will receive more than we have enough need. Our clothes will not wear out. Our feet will not get weary from the journey. We might, we won't get tired physically or spiritually. And we, we will not go hungry or tired if we, re, if we crave and receive the bread of life. If we crave and receive the bread of life, the world is gonna take you down Try everything it can. And if you don't stay focused, if you don't get spiritual nourishment, if you don't get encouragement by brothers and sisters in Christ, the world is overwhelming for you. And, and so I encourage you, if you're hungry and you're thirsty for a better life, I'm going to say it again. If you're hungry and you're thirsty for a better life, if you're hungry and you're thirsty for things that are going wrong to be to be taken from you. My response to you is I am is all you need. The great I am, the bread of life. Let's talk about how that how that came about. Give us another example. I'm trying to weave God's holy word on top of each other. Right now we have John 6:35. We have Matthew 4:4. 4, 4. We have Deuteronomy uh, eight, two to four. We have Psalm 78, 29. I'm going to add another one to it. One Kings, one Kings 19. Sometimes if you just go through God's holy word, you get that foundation and, and then God's word speaks to you. That's why we have this 30 minute word of encouragement so that God's holy word as it speaks to me and it encourages me, it gives me the opportunity to share it with you as well. I'm not just preaching out and, and sending uh, hollow words out into the uh, into the World Wide Web. I'm using this opportunity to encourage myself and encourage my family and, and encourage anybody else that we can join together and receive spiritual nourishment, spiritual nourishment. There was a guy named Elijah and Elijah was was a great follower of God. Elijah was a person who had the power of God and he went to battle with the, with the forces of evil and the spirit of darkness and the uh, gods of the world. And he defeated them all. And then as he was battling, physically he got tired and physically he got weary. And as that was happening, the, the prince, princes of darkness put a, a bounty on his head and he ran away and he's like, Lord, I gave all I had. I battled as hard as I can. There's nothing left in me. Just take my life. There's my life is in trouble. I'm, I'm in a cave and people are searching for me. And if I come out of this cave, I might wind up 
being dead. And so as in his fatigue and in his tiredness and in his hunger, in his thirst, he was trying, he was ready to give up. And then he laid down under a tree and fell asleep. And all at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat, get up and get some nourishment, get up and, and have the bread of of life uh, nourished back into you. And, I, and 1 Kings 19, 4 and 8, 1 Kings 19, 4 and 8. In that passage, it says he looked around and at the head, he saw a cake of bread baking over hot coals in a jug of water. Then he ate it and he laid down again. He got some nourishment, but he's still tired. He was still hungry. He still had to lay down. So it got that this word was telling me and reminding me that sometime you need a little extra nourishment to be able to battle what's going on. Sometimes we give up and say that I can't get nourished. But the angel came back to Elijah. I'm hoping the angels can touch you today. If you're struggling, if you're hungry, if you're thirsting, if you're wondering what's going to happen in life to give the angel came back a second time, touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. Oh, man, I'm hoping you hear that. I was on the phone with my brother yesterday and we were going over this verse. And when I read that, get up, the journey is too much for you. And I'm hoping that people understand that no matter how strong you are, how, how you can battle, the journey is too much for you to do it on your own. Don't feel bad about that. Take hold in God's holy word when he's telling you the journey is too much for you. If you try to do it on your on your own, if you try to live life by yourself, the, the continued attacks on you is going to hurt you. The continued tax on you is going to give is going to get you discouraged. It's going to want to give you to have you give up just like Elijah was at that moment. But God's holy word says his the cake of bread, the bread of life, the bread of nourishment, the manna falling down from heaven, the blessings that come from knowing Christ Jesus, the nourishment that comes through God's holy word will all lift you up. And, and allow you and strengthen you that you may have food so that you can continue to travel on that journey. The bread of life says I'm the one who sustains life. The bread of life is the one that gives you life and life more abundantly. The bread of life says he's the one who gives everlasting life. It's the one that we are supposed to believe in, the one that that we if we believe in, we will not perish, but have eternal life. That is the bread of life that I want to fix my hope on. I want to fix my future on. And I was thinking about bread and it came up, came to me yesterday. We had a couple of people who stopped by the house and we did we we didn't have any bread. We didn't have any food for them. And so we threw a meal together, but there was no bread. And I remember Marla saying something that just hit me right now. She said, what would really be nice is if we had some bread and that bread would be the opportunity to, to sop up. I'm going to use the term sop up the juices of the food. And as I'm thinking about it right now, 
Sometimes we need the bread to sop up some of the things that are going on in your life. Think about what you want that's, that's causing you to stumble and causing you to drown and causing you to slip. We need that to sop up. That was causing you to be off the path and to not be able to, to sustain that journey. That's sometimes what we need. We need, to, we need to have, and I'm hoping that you have it. A lot of people say that's the best part of the meal is to be able to use that bread to sop up what's left and to give the extra, the extra nourishment. I'm trying to give the visual because we don't we eat bread in our house and trying to keep our, our health uh, under control. But we, we might not eat the physical bread, but, I, but I'm hoping that our family will continue to get the bread of life and get the nourishment that comes through God's holy word. Man cannot live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. If you hold strong to every word that comes in God's holy word, if you allow that, oh, I'm going I'm to go into the second I am statement. I didn't think I was going to jump into the second I am statement, but I got to try to remember what the second I am statement says. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. See, we need to have that nourishment that comes from God's holy word. I got two of the, the, the I am words done for you. Uh, you can actually go on Google and say, what are the seven I am words? And then there's the eight I am word that, that Jesus said before Abraham, I am. And so we, we can get the, the, what they call the seven I am phrases. And then I don't know why, why the theologians want to put the eighth one on the side, but that's for greater theological minds than me. So going into the bread of life, understanding that the bread of life is also the light of the world. That's a challenge that we have. If you receive the nourishment of God's holy word, and if you are following the light of the world, and I'm going to try to continue on with the I am statements uh, later on in, in one of these messages. But our obligation as people of God, our obligation of people who have received their nourishment from the word of God, our obligation of those who hang, hang on and cling to God's every word. Our obligation of those who say, I am says it all. Our obligation of those who are in a sound footing and nourished for that journey. As we see other people who are struggling, who are hungry, as we see other people who are struggling and are thirsty, Maybe not just the physical hungry, but spiritual hungry, their, their spirit, their will of life, their desire to go on is starting to go, is starting to get sapped. And it's our understanding that if I am says it all, we can remind them, let's pray together. Let's read God's holy word together. Let's get nourished by God's holy word. And then understand that the light of the world came down into darkness and that the hope of Jesus Christ is what gives the light. The hope of Jesus Christ is what allows us to be able to go on that journey 
and be able to continue on. I'm going to close I, I, and I wish I could sing because I would sing it, but I'm just going to have to kind of say it as we talk about the bread of life. We talk about what Jesus did. We talk about how he has supremacy. We talk about how he's the, the head, how he's the he's the bread that sandwiches are around is the bread that's around and sandwiches our whole life. He is the one that sop, sopped up all the transgressions that we did that bread that wiped the whole plate clean. He's the bread of life and he's the light of the world. And it's because of that light, we can close in, in confidence and say amazing grace, how sweet it is. Oh, that's some sweet bread. I might, I might take some people down, to, down south to, that know all about sweet bread. That the Lord is some of that sweet bread, that amazing grace. That we were once were blind and now we see we once did, once walked in darkness, but now we walk in the light. And as we walk in the light, I'm hoping that everybody is going to want to bring somebody with them. I'm hoping that everybody says I'm walking in the light now. I, I'm nourished by the bread of life. How are you going through what you're going through? And you still have the energy that you have because man does not live on bread alone. Man lives on every word of God is what gives you spiritual nourishment. And if you don't believe me, then I, there's nothing I can do to help you. The light shines in darkness, but darkness doesn't understand it. So what we need to do as people of God is we need to say uh, we we need to have people understand. That the reason why you're struggling and your journey is too much for you. Is because you're not getting nourished by the word of God. I'm hoping that you got that, that quote down so you can come to somebody who's struggling and you can say the reason why you're struggling, the reason why you're unable to, to, to have joy and to have hope and to have encouragement during the journey is you are not nourished enough. And what, what, one king says is that you need to have spiritual nourishment for the journey ahead. And I'm, I'm glad that I was able to have that spiritual nourishment because I can say that I, in, as the world is, I don't believe my life is any much greater from a material standpoint or from a physical standpoint or from a world standpoint. But I know that every day I can wake up and even though I'm discouraged by having to, to deal with what I deal with in the uh, world and in the law, I'm encouraged by the blessings that God has. And and when you bring those two together, no matter what the world is trying to say, when I get immersed in God's holy word, I can say that I feel good about taking another step and going another day. Because I know no matter how hard the journey is, I know God's holy word is going to nourish me. And I'm hoping that somebody who believes that, somebody who has experienced that, will join me with a good amen and say, thank you, Lord Jesus, for nourishing me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving me bread, for, for giving me strength, for sustaining me, for protecting me, for guiding me, for being the light, being the wisdom being the head of my, my, my marriage, being the head of my house, 
being the head of my community. This is the bread of life. This is what I want to crave. I'm hoping every day I just wake up craving the spiritual nourishment so that I, and I understand that the journey is too much. But with God, everything is possible. I'm hoping that I'm getting another amen because I'm just saying amen on my own in here. And so I'm hoping that as you go on this week and as after you hear this, that you're a light to somebody, because I know that there's somebody out there who's on a journey where that journey is too much. And because I know that that person whose journey is too much is in that situation because they have not had spiritual nourishment. They have not understood the words that we understand from God's holy word in the message today. I am says it all. God is all. God sustains all. And God is for us all. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary Minister Gilbert, the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook. And feel free to send me an email to the message2.us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's haribobooks.com. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.